Good afternoon, y'all. It's great to see y'all today. Um, guys, the gospel reading today is a magnificent moment, right? Just kind of backtrack you a little bit. This is, uh, I think, Mark chapter 6, I believe. Um, and so it's a moment where, uh, if you think back over the past five chapters in Mark, the apostles have been witnessing Jesus' divine authority left and right. Right? They've been walking with him, they're traveling with him, they're sleeping at night under the stars with him, they're having campfires, they're witnessing him expel demons over and over and over again, they're witnessing these exorcisms, they're witnessing healings, like they are absolutely, as men, captivated by Jesus in his humanity and in the divine authority that they see in him, right? So much so that they have given up everything and followed him. Their livelihood, their family... Their friends, they gave it all up and was captivated by this man whom they have now come to believe is the Son of God, right? So today we see Jesus um, doing something particular, and I want us to really focus on this because it's at the heart of Jesus' ministry. It's his priesthood. Today Jesus is sharing an aspect of his priesthood with his apostles, so whenever I was ordained a priest, I was not ordained a priesthood of Mitchell Seymour. I was ordained a priest of Jesus Christ. I get to share in Jesus' priesthood, right? And so this is what Jesus is doing. He's not coming to form a spirituality. He's coming to form a church. And that church has to have leaders. And those leaders are what will be known as his priest. And those priests share his authority. And this is where we see it today. So let's just get out of our, our mind for a second of where do I relate to the gospel and just be sit in awe of the priesthood of Jesus. What we see Jesus doing, and I read this this morning, it was really, it just captivated me, is that Jesus is sending his apostles out now. He said, okay, you've been with me for a while, you've seen me expel demons, and now I'm sending you out with my authority. You're going to go out and you're going to be in part of one of the toughest challenges you will ever have in your life. You have to go out and convert the Jews. Right? That's not going to be easy. You mean these men of Galilee, these fishermen, are going to go and tell scribes and Pharisees and the Jewish people that the Messiah is here and that they're expelling demons. That's the second thing. They're going to go expel demons in the name of Christ and they're going to heal people. Right? So three super important aspects of the priestly life that Jesus is sharing with them. So I can only imagine how excited they were. It's like, yeah, like we get it. Like we've been with Jesus. Now we get to go out and share this ministry and we're being sent out on a mission. And I could just imagine how fired up their masculine heart was to be able to go out now and be a part of this mission. But it's a hard mission. Imagine how difficult. If, if I told you today, college students, if I told you all this weekend at Seek, instead of doing what we're going to do for Seek, I want you to go out into the neighborhoods. I don't want you to take anything with you. Don't take any money. Don't take, a, don't take a change of clothes. Right? Take a walking stick. Take a staff. And just go and proclaim the gospel. Right? It'd be pretty crazy if that's what was asked of us. And so that's the high call. Jesus is saying, basically, leave everything and leave it up to me. Right? That's what he's saying. This walking staff, this stick that he's telling them to carry... Think of the bishop. That's what he carries as he walks in. It's a sign of authority. It's a weapon, so to speak. It's a thing that he can reach out and catch the lost sheep and pull them in, right? So there's this walking stick that they have to have with them 
And of course, they're going into the toughest territory to convert the Jews. A big, big challenge that's set before them. And they're to go in a, in a service of poverty, right? Simplicity of life. Don't take any food. Don't take any snacks. Um, don't take a money bag. Just wear a pair of sandals. And I like this part. Don't take a second tunic. <laughs> well, that's really a strange command, right? Oh, why, what is a second tunic? Well, I mean, yeah, that's what they wore, the tunics, but don't take two of them. Only wear one. But Jesus is speaking all here almost spiritually also. Don't be two-faced. You are who you are. Present to them the authenticity of who you are. Like, don't try to be somebody you're not. Don't take two tunics, right? You're just who you are, and that's what you present in the gospel, is how Jesus Christ has moved me and touched me and changed my life, and you're given a witness to the testimony of Jesus Christ. And so Jesus gives them this incredible mission to go out and do. Um, and so I just think it's, it's something for us to stand in awe of. Because whenever they go out and they're rejected by people, the Jews are going to reject them and ultimately they're going to kill them. When they're rejected by people, he says, don't take it personal. It wasn't your words anyway. <laughs> they're not rejecting you. They're rejecting me. So whenever you go out and people reject you, shake the dust off your sandals. You know, the Italians have that old phrase. Eh. You know, that's all you got to do. It, it's nothing personal. Don't think it's about you. Preaching and proclaiming the gospel has nothing to do with you or me. And if people accept it, praise God. If they don't accept it, praise God. You were obedient to what God wanted you to do. So you shake the dust off your sandals and you move on in joy to the next place. Right? And that's what Jesus, I think that's what we need to hear today. We're so worried in our society today that I can't speak the truth, I can't speak the gospel message because I'm going to be rejected. I don't want to offend anybody. That is not the message of the gospel. The truth is going to hurt. It's going to offend people. Yes, it will. But there's that wonderful phrase that says the truth is like a lion. You just set it free and it's going to defend itself. And if they reject you, Christ says, know that they rejected me first. Right? And so this is the image that we have, yes, of discipleship, but today it's the image of priesthood. This is the kind of priest that we need. And this is why priests have to take those vows of obedience, of simplicity of life, and chastity. Right? They have to be free of a certain extent of the world. Jesus ordained these men on Holy Thursday. Right? But he's preparing them along the way. He's giving them a taste of what the rest of their life is going to be like. And that is going to lead them ultimately to them giving their lives completely, laying down their life, shedding their blood, except for John. John never was martyred, um, but the rest were. So, so let us just today stand in awe of this, that Jesus loves us so much that he has left us his priesthood. Right? To be living examples and continuing the mission that he had. That's what priests do. We continue his mission. What did Jesus do? He preached. He healed. He expelled demons. And the priest continues that mission every day through his life. And so let us pray for priests today. Let us pray for young men who are discerning the priesthood. That is an amazing life that God calls young men to. And let us pray for your priest. I'm being selfish today. <laughs> right? Pray for your priests that baptized you. Pray for priests that have touched you along the way. And I've brought the mission of Jesus to you that you'd be able to sit in the pew today 
and receive the mission of the church um, in your own lives. Amen?